Dad had called me one day to come over and Mom sit. He needed to go to Sam's Club because they only had 14 packages of toilet paper left and, after five years, had finally finished the five-gallon drum of dill pickles. She seemed on edge. A bird hit the window, she said, a tinge of panic in her voice. You know what that means. Oh, yeah, that happens, I said. It was a goldfinch. You know how much I like my finches. Mom, it was just a bird flying into a window, I said, trying to convince myself of its insignificance. A cardinal hit it, and then my sister Ellen died. Mom, she was ninety and had a stroke. Right before my sister Jane died, a robin. Mom, she was eighty-five and had heart failure. She shook her head. No. No. A goldfinch. I'm next. I sat there with her, looking through a smudge of yellow feathers stuck on the picture window, hoping the old wives' tale had nothing to do with another aging wife. My parents were from the generation of Tojo and Hitler, ration books and big bands. They met when they were twelve. My father stole her mitten during a raucous game of girl tag. To be safe, you had to hold on to a girl. On the frozen lagoon in Kosciuszko Park. They grew up a few blocks from each other, in the same working-class Milwaukee neighborhood. My father's family was considered by my grandmother to be affluent, high-society Polish. They had a car and a telephone. My mother's family was considered, again, just by my grandmother, to be low-class, subpar, and unsuitable. They had no car, no phone, no central heat. They lived in a rented basement. The worst part? My mother was Irish. My parents married in 1950, and they still lived in the same house they bought back in 1955 and decorated in a mid-century interpretation of early American. A lot of plaid upholstery, braided rugs, and knotty pine. My mother never wanted to trade up to a bigger, better house. To her, a two-bedroom, one-bathroom ranch with a rec room in the basement equaled a palatial estate. She didn't play tennis or golf. Her sports were vacuuming and folding laundry. Her biceps and triceps were developed from carrying baskets heaped full of our dirty clothes into the basement, then lifting the load of wet shirts and bedding up the steps to hang out on the wash line. She was the one who taught me how to fold the fitted sheet, that rayon is made from cellulose fibers, and how to use a press cloth to iron the pleats in my wool high school uniform skirt. But as she got older, Dad had to assume more and more of the housekeeping duties because she couldn't manage the climb down or back up, the steep basement stairs to do the laundry. She didn't have the arm strength to operate her auric. She kept forgetting about her coffee in the microwave and whether she had turned off the burner on the gas stove. I would call my dad to see if he needed any help or how that particular day had gone, and he would answer in the just-the-facts-ma'am style he picked up from his career as a cop. Nobody fell down, nobody threw up, nobody crapped their pants. In other words, a good day. Dad had been a Milwaukee police officer for close to 40 years. He'd walked a beat. Drove an ambulance back when an ambulance was pretty much two cops driving a modified station wagon with a gurney in the back. In 1958, he was young and blonde, 
perfect for working undercover on the vice squad. Doing what? He never said. I had found out a couple of Thanksgivings ago when he and my mother brought the dinner rolls, apple pie, and a large cardboard box full of blurry carbon copies of his police reports. The turkey was dry that year, because I was in the kitchen reading about my father as bait for hookers and perverted men in public toilets, and that left a bad taste in my mouth. He'd had run-ins with organized crime that involved threats on his and our lives, We'd had a 24-hour watch put on our house during a particularly sensitive investigation. He was made sergeant in the middle of the civil unrest of the late 1960s. It was tough on teenaged me and my sister, when our dad was the man. When I was in college, he was a member of the tactical unit and rode around the city in an unmarked squad that didn't fool anyone. Why else?